Warning, the following episode of That Mental Ginger Show contains strong language and adult themes. Alright, trip. Hello and welcome to That Mental Ginger Show with your host Andrew Durning, aka The Mental Ginger. Well, my five faithful followers, can you believe it? We got to the end of 2021, there's only been maybe two apocalypses and we've the cockroaches haven't taken over yet. I'm quite impressed. So I thought to celebrate this, we would get well, an actor, singer, podcast host, well, originally from Texas, well, it is the one, the only, Brian Chambers. Brian, how you doing, my friend? Ah, uh, Andrew, good. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank God the cockroaches haven't taken over because I can't stand them. Yeah. Well, they say it's going to be like only three things that survive. Cockroaches, Twinkies, well, and Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, in probably in that order, probably as well. Yeah. I'm not uh, specifying it's all of Trump. I'm just seeing these hairpiece. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, that's as close to political as I can get, because the rest of them are like, oh, screw it. What? The news is evil for me. I just like, it's all depressing. Let's create our own news. Let's just do fun stuff. No, I, I understand that. And, you know, being from uh, Texas, like you said, I am from Texas, and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, looks at Texas as a pure red state. And, you know, and, and it it's really... I live in a very blue area, so it's, mm. uh, you know, it's very different than, than what people think. But, you know, of course, before I moved to Texas, I asked my dad when he told us we were moving to Texas. I said, do I have to ride a horse when I go to school? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so and I was very young and, and you know, he just kind of looked at me just and laughed. But, uh, well, but you know, it, all those stereotypes there, they're all they're all here, but it, mm. it, it's all love. It's all love. Well, it's a, this is a more positive experience with the Texan than I had. Like, uh, the only thing that I had a experience with a Texan was went to Las Vegas with my family and me and my brother uh, were getting a, a taxi down the strip and the cabbie was Texan and he was talking about how we're going to bomb everything from the Mormons to the Muslims. Like, we don't care. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't have a chance of a gun in your car? Yeah, every cabbie carries a gun. Let us out here. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know where it was. We just wanted out in case we got shot. We didn't well, get- I'll, I'll debunk a couple myths. Uh, you know, there are. I have a lot of people that I know that that own guns and uh, are practice gun safety, and and they're you know properly used. Uh, I'm personally not a gun person, so I don't carry a gun. And <laughs> and if you come to Texas, I you're not gonna run into every person carrying a gun. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll debunk that myth right away. Um, also, you know, we all. It's so funny because. It, I don't know if uh, if I have a Texas accent to you or not. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, a lot of times people will look at you and be like, oh, you have a Texas accent or mm. no, you don't really have a Texas accent. But, you know, accents are very interesting all over the U.S. because oh, yeah. I, I could travel, you know, to the West, two states, and they'd be like, oh, you have a southern accent. Or mm. I could go just to the east and be like, no, you don't sound like that. Yeah. So I've been I've been told I don't sound like I'm from Texas, but we most of us uh, here in Texas do not carry guns and we don't all have that thick country accent where we're going to talk, talk to you like this. And, <laughs> and you know, we're, we're going to blow everything up. But, you know, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, deb- I'll, de- I'll debunk that myth for you. But uh, but I, I, I do love living here. My wife was born and raised here. And, uh, mm. you know, there's some good there's some good people. 
Yeah. Well, I'll also be up front. I've never fired a gun in my life. Well, I'm pretty sure I'd end up like, you ever seen the Family Guy episode with Stewie at the carnival? He's got a 10 gauge. It just flies right back. I would probably, <laughs> that would probably be me. I'd probably like, blow my shoulder out or something. <laughs> I must say, in Scotland, is, uh, is our guns, they're not widely used, except for no. maybe if you're in for sport and hunt, right? Yeah, that's even, even that, that's kind of more more England than, than Scotland. Well, sometimes it's more for um, what they call it, like animal kind of control, because they have like, a lot of the Highland deer, so it's kind of calling it to, you know, save it over running. But got it, I, got it. Well, but yeah, I've never, fi- I've never fired a gun, well, and I'd probably be the worst person to trust with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this, you know, uh, one thing I, I, I wanted to mention the I, I have a, a friend of my my wife's uh, friend, good friend, got married, and he participates in Highland Games here ah. uh, or in in the U.S., yeah. which I thought was really really interesting. And I mm. had I didn't know there was a, a large set of people here in the United States that actually participated in a circuit of Highland Games. So yeah. I, I found that very very interesting, uh, to be honest, because he said he uh, they do training in Texas here. In, in certain areas and you know but mm-hmm. they traveled the different uh i guess different cities it's kind of hosted by different different cities but i thought that very very interesting so because i i know being you're from scotland highland games yeah. are a big thing for you guys but i had never heard that that was even something that anyone in texas <laughs> ever did but but you know there you go there's a little culture from across the pond <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and what my love of texas is barbecue sauce oh uh, I will say there's some good there's some good barbecue here. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely need to get uh, get some better barbecue. I think the best one I've had was the uh, Jack Daniel's Tennessee honey glaze, and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in heaven. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, if you, if you ever come and visit, you let me know. We'll get you some. We'll get you some really good barbecue. <laughs> That's good. If you ever come to Scotland, crash on my couch. It's a very comfy couch. Oh, cra- good. Okay. I've crashed on it a few. T- <laughs> I've had to crash on it a few times myself. I'll probably crash on it tonight. <laughs> so the way I like to start my episodes is to get the guests to tell us about their origin story because if there's one thing we've all got in common, it's our origins. So, Ryan, for our five faithful followers, please tell us your origin story. Well, for those five faithful followers, first of all, thank you uh, yes. for uh, for listening. Yeah, well, and... we, ju- we just recently went up to five in the last episode. Well, it was three beforehand, so you're coming oh, on. There right? we go. So there's two more. I feel honored. Uh, no, the Phoenix for... is rising. The Phoenix it is, is rising. I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Um, no, Andrew, thank you for having me. Um, my origin is, uh, you know, I was born in California, but uh, bounced around because my my father was uh, working in the oil industry. So, you know, we we moved quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I lived in Anchorage, Alaska before moving to uh, Texas. Uh, I I was young, but most of my life is has been here in Texas. Mm. Um, So I'm not a native Texan, but I've been here long enough to call myself a Texan. Uh, And I'm the second of seven, second of seven in my family. Wow. Did your dad not know where to pull out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have a running joke. I'll just tell you right now. Uh, yes, we are Catholic and we are Irish. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so, That's brilliant. so, yes. Uh, so that is I just put that on the table. Yeah, I'm uh, there's uh, five boys, two girls in our family. And mm. oh, man, talk about, you know, if, if you didn't eat 
you know, at the table when dinner was served, you didn't eat all, you know, it was just a free for all. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I guess I say that lightly, but. Um, in fairness, it, we were exactly the same when we had an older brother. Well, I almost died of malnutrition. Yeah. <laughs> my, you know, my older brother, they, none of them live. They all live in Texas now again. Mm. Uh, we've we've all kind of bounced around, but they're not in i'm in houston and they're in different parts of texas and texas is a very large state so you know for me to visit them it's it's like a four-hour drive wow Uh, just just to visit them yeah um one brother is a little closer like two and a half hours and that's in a completely different city so Mm. so i i see them at holidays but yeah so um you know i come from a big family i've kind of grown up here in texas you know i've been a performer all my life really i performed with a professional boys choir growing up. So I my mom was big into music. So I had to do the piano lessons and all that, but my dad was big into the sports and the athletics. So I kind of got a a dose from both sides, but you know, the funny thing is in my family picture, I I'm I'm really fucking short. Um, I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm five, six, you know, and all my brothers are five or six, one or six foot or something like that. You know, even my sister, who is, I think, 5'10 or something like that, you know, and, you know, so in the family family photo, you see everyone's head going across and then you see a little dip and that's me. So uh, that's just a lifeline. That's you. (laughs) That's exactly what that is. So, yeah, so they're all I I guess I got my mom's jeans on that side. She's the shorter one. They all got my dad's jeans. Um, I think I never piss off the little people. My dad's I I got the little hair. I got the hair, man. I got the hair. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got the good hair from the family in my opinion. Well, there you go. That's it. My, <laughs> me, me, my dad's five, seven, mom's five, four. I would not want to piss any of them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, so we're, so we you know, growing up, I, I was, um, I did swimming and, and music and things like that. You know, I was into more individual sports and things like mm. that. Um, but I, you know, we all performed and did music at one point in our life, which is really, uh, really neat. But I kind of kept going with it. And, and I think every, there's other of my brothers, uh, some of my other brothers have continued to do some form of music in their life. But I, I really kind of stepped into that. And, you know, then then you get into your teenage years and, you know, you start the rock band and, you mm. know, I, I <laughs> you know, where I was listening to Bush and Nirvana and, you know, grunge music. And- uh, you're speaking my language, man. You're speaking my language. <laughs> so, you know, Green Day all the day, all day long, you know. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I got into that. And and, and so it music kind of changed. And, and then, you know, I went to you know, I went to school because that was uh, I went to college, university, because that was mm-hmm. what, you know, we did in our family. My dad was really big about doing that. And, and I was really blessed to come from a family uh, that could help afford to, to pay for our, our education. So, mm-hmm. you know, in that sense, I was really, really blessed. And, you know, I, I don't come from a, a super wealthy family, but that was one thing I know my dad did. He was a mm-hmm. very hard worker and worked his way all the way up. So very proud of him. He, he's kind of you know, I know it's, I guess, cliche to say that, oh, who's, you know, who do you look up to? And I have a lot of people I look up to, um, yeah. you know, but my dad is just one of those guys. He he's had to work for everything he's ever earned. So, yeah. and he's come from a, you know, a, a lower place all the way up. So everything he's, he's like earned on his own is show he's shown us that you have to put in the work and things like that. Yeah, definitely. So, and, and it's really great. And, you know, coming from a large family, there's a lot of different personalities, right? So mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we all are different in, in some weird way. And when you grow up, you know, I guess I don't, I'm, I don't have kids. Me and I'm, I've been married for, for about 10 years and, and my wife and I aren't planning to have any kids, but Good. you know, I have, I have, I have neighbors, <laughs> I have nephews and nieces that are, you know, my brothers have, and, uh, yeah, you have the, I, the parents are like, you know, when are you going to have kids or, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, when you have a large family, it's, it's almost like, I want to say that my mom was, was hoping that, you know, well, one's going to be a doctor. One's going to be a priest. One's going to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I may be jumping out of line to say that, but I feel like there were at one point in her life, she was kind of thinking, well, I got, I got so many of these kids. Somebody's got to, <laughs> someone's got to make it right. And so what did I do? I go to a university. I have a really great time and I start in broadcast journalism and sports radio and that doesn't work out. And then I go into <laughs> education. <laughs> um, and in between that, I start performing again and I get mm-hmm. into acting and, and all this all this other stuff. And, you know, I graduate and I got a degree and I'm like, OK, now what? So yeah. I, I tried graduate school for a short time and it wasn't working out. And then I decided that, you know, I'm going to go back home and, and figure things out. And I started interviewing for jobs and corporate mm. America jobs and things like that. And, you know, it just wasn't where I wanted to be. I, I didn't I actually preferred something a little more, you know, off the beaten path. And yeah, it, it fell into my lap when I had a friend that goes, oh, well, I'm going to go over to South Korea to teach English. Wow. And you you have an education degree. And uh, my degree was really in, in sociology and and uh family studies yeah uh, so that's so was, ironic <laughs> family, <laughs> family studies keep me away for kids <laughs> yeah i know exactly well you know i mean you laugh at that but i you know the thing that that drew me into studies like that though andrew was just human behavior to me is very mm. interesting because it's unpredictable and you the every time we think we have it pegged mm-hmm something changes. Now you can find patterns and things like that, but I found it just very fascinating. And especially as we develop how we change and it's even more relevant, I think now these days than any other, because, you know, we look at everything under a microscope these days. Oh, yeah. um, but it, it's kind of also what has led me back into performing and acting mm. because, you know, with all these characters and, and these stories and things that you're telling, you know, doing research is a big part of that. Um, but before I jump into that, let me let me just go back. But um, real quick for timeline purposes. So, you know, graduated, got decided I'm going to go to South Korea and teach. I'm there for almost two years. Uh, brilliant experience. Oh, oh, my gosh. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Loved it. Had a great, great time. In fact, I had planned to go back, but I wanted to come home and spend a little time with the family being gone for so long. Yeah. And uh, that's when I decided I'm going to stay. And I started doing uh, shows, musicals and theater. And uh, mm. I ended up meeting my wife. Uh, you know, we start. Well, I mean, didn't propose to her right out the gate. Uh, mm. That that would have uh, raised the red flag for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I started dating and I decided I'm mm. going to make I'm going to stay here. And, you know, I, I went back in, in kind of the educational and schools and things like that. And I just I didn't. I decided I didn't want to do it. I wanted to kind of uh, forgive me for anything. I felt like I wanted to blow my brains out because I was working with so many different people that there, there is like a hidden agenda for everything. Mm. And I worked in, you know, with students who I loved. And I also worked on the business side, but and working with teachers and students in the classroom and on the business side of the, of the schools. 
they're very different, but there's still some of the same bullshit you have to deal with. Mm. And, and, and I don't say that be, to deter anybody that is that likes to teach, because I, I think it is a wonderful thing and a very difficult thing, because these days teachers have to be able to do more than just teach something in their class. They have to, you know, know, you know, be almost a, a first responder and, mm-hmm. you know, know all kinds of protocols and all. I mean, there's just a plethora of things that they need to know. And so I applaud teachers that that do it. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't want to do it. I, I was I was unhappy, uh, you know, and I I needed to go back to something that was going to give me some kind of joy in my life, you know, and and, yeah. and I understand we all have to do what we have to do to work. Um, but I, I guarantee it that the minute that I switched doing something and working and busting my ass for something I loved, it made more difference to me than getting a, a bigger paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, for doing something that I just couldn't wait to get out of, you know, there, there's nothing worse than going to showing up to work. And the second you get there, you're like, I can't wait till I can leave. Yeah. You know, to, to me, that that's mm-hmm. a huge issue. Um, and so I, you know, I didn't want to do it anymore. And I, I tried it and there was situations I just found myself in. I just didn't enjoy being put in. And so I went and decided I'm going to go into acting. And so in between all of this, it's always been a constant. Mm. And that's when I'd made the choice that I'm going to professionally act. And I've had training and I've gone through now. I didn't get my degree specifically in acting, but I started taking classes and courses and doing auditions and working with people and doing, you know, getting a voice teacher and everything else. And it's a constant, um, mm. you know, and, and you have to continue to improve in your craft, even when you get a, when when you feel you get to a good or a peak point in your career or a really great and strong standpoint in your career. I still feel that's when you need to even look more at enhancing and what you're doing. Um, And like any profession, I I think that is, but the difference was when I made that switch and I started going to auditions and having this odd schedule and, you know, finding rehearsals and, you know, it was, it, it became mentally and physically exhausting at times, but it was fulfilling. I never, ever felt like I was in a place where I didn't want to be there. You yeah. know, I, I never, I, I was never like the next day is like, oh God, I can't, you know, there are days you get tired and there's mm. days you're just like, oh, I could use a day off. But at the same time, then you do the performance, then you get the people you work with and the experiences that you get. You're just like, nope, that's what I want to do. And, and yeah. don't get me wrong in, in the, the acting world, theater and film, there is plenty of, of BS that happens. <laughs> and, and there's, I mean, everywhere you go there, there's something, there's pros and cons to everywhere, but mm. you know, the difference is you sit there and go, I, this is where I want to be. And yeah. so since then I, you know, I've been, um, I've been acting professionally. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, I had, I showed shows that uh, just wrapping up for this past, you know, holiday season and, and there's, I got other stuff coming up in the future and it's just been a wonderful experience. And, and, you know, one thing I will tag on before I, I clip my origin story, you said you only had a half hour, right? We can run longer. Okay, cool. You, you, you told me, you told me at two hours, right? That's why I'm going into all this, right? Oh, you can keep uh, going, man. That, well, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. This is, this is the easiest interview I've ever done. You're just doing the talking. I'm can chill. Oh, man. I'm cool. I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, as soon as I see you like nod off, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's my cue. No, um, it's, no. It's, when you hear, it's when you hear the. There we go. There we go. I, as I just, I'll, I'll, pour some, I'll, I'll drink some whiskey for you over here. Well, you know, yeah. uh, wake you up. So, 
one thing I did mention, I mentioned growing up, I was into swimming. So mm. that was my sport, really. I played basketball and baseball and, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't play American football because I was too yeah. small. <laughs> that was the Man, fucking that, short one. Remember, still, I, the dad, my dad though. wouldn't, no, that's my not, dad wouldn't sign the permission slip for me to get hit. Yeah. So like when I was, when you were in younger grade school to play those sports because yeah. it's like hitting you had to get permission from the parents to to do the sport my dad's like no you're not playing this <laughs> so, yeah. so i was like great still in fairness, in my case i went to perform because i couldn't do anything else because i was shit at sports but you've got the you've got the advantage of you're being you're good at sports and you can perform this is rare oh like no, no 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 that's like no, big no, foot no. riding the unicorn man Oh man, let me. All right, let me. Okay, you're giving me too much credit there. Let me just say, good at sports. Now I said I played sports. Now being good at sports. Now that, that's a different thing. Um, you know, I have some athletic ability uh, enough to. I'm coordinated enough. <laughs> um, you know, my coordination which, is opening the fridge door, getting something out <laughs> of it, and then going back to the couch. <laughs> Now I, I will say this: my brothers, my especially my my older brother, um, and one of, and my two younger brothers, they um, mm. very very good athletically, very coordinated. We were all gifted, you know. I think, in a sense, musically and with some athletic ability, but mm. they they were much stronger athletes than I was uh, ever. But I, I really enjoyed swimming because it was kind of an individual thing. And then I played water polo to kind of tie because I was good at swimming. Mm. I was well. I could swim, let's just say, and I was a strong swimmer. I wasn't a great swimmer. Yeah. If we're if we're if we're looking at the times, if I had to go back and look at those times, I'd be like, mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I, I did that. But, you know, the funny thing was I loved I loved it and it's helped me to have kind of a side gig going on. You know, when mm. I'm not acting, I actually coach high school swim swim students, uh, you know, and, nice. I, and I work with with a swim team. And I never thought that, you know, that teaching realm and that that's all kind of been like a boiling pot, you know, yeah. of of how to like to make it. And, and all these little things like, you know, you're into water polo and swimming and you did music and you played instruments and, you know, all of it kind of you don't realize what it's creating when you're doing it, mm -hmm. which has been really, really unique for me to find out that, oh, doing that stuff really opened that door for me. Yeah. And so I, I actually today, even though I'm a professional actor, I still on the side, I get to coach, uh, you know, swimmers and I find it, it gives me a little bit of that competitiveness, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, that yeah. I, of that without having to get way into everything and, yeah. you know, then I can go and do my music stuff and, and act. And, and so I love it. And so, you know, these days I, I find a lot more bliss of balancing uh, having multiple things in my life like that. And so yeah. it's, it's one, one helps the other. So and and that and I don't want to say in a nutshell because that's not a nutshell, but that <laughs> prolonged soliloquy right there is my <laughs> origin story. Uh, well, and, and and I guess I didn't I mentioned my wife being married for 10 years, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> so I'm making sure I, I made her a part of that because that is also part yeah. of it. But don't worry, I saw my wife video bombing the back in the dining room going in to uh, fill her glass. And I was like, I was like, really, you know, the times that I do this woman. <laughs> well, oh i'm so dead for that but she doesn't listen to me so fuck it <laughs> i i know for our for my podcast um that i do with my friend he my wife listened for a while and the more you do it the less she stops listening <laughs> right, of course so, she's probably listening in the other room right now me saying that so uh, hello brian's wife 
hello. <laughs> well, if she wants to. If she wants the bomb, we can always say, "I can go, man. You're punching above your weight, dude." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh, I, I married. I married way above my head. She's she's way too good for me. Yeah, so. that's the same with my wife as well. Like she is. She's she's too good for me. So you mentioned your podcast. So that's a good segue. What sell, baby? Sell your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, we do. I do a podcast, and uh, we started it during the pandemic. <laughs> you like know, everybody did. Yeah, like exactly. I did. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. You know, and it was the kind of the, one of those last things that we thought we would really do. Hmm. Uh, my a good friend of mine who I met through my wife, who she she's a, a, a yoga and Pilates instructor and has her own studio. And Man. she's a dance. An appropriate comment coming now, but she must be able to bend in some weird ass places for you, man. Uh, she's very flexible. <laughs> my wife is very flexible. Nice um, one. I, so... I, just, I just look at my wife wrong and her back goes out. It's crazy. She's she's really into the health and fitness stuff. You know, she was a dancer mm. and um, for many, ah. many years, but she was also she was also a gymnast growing up as well. So, you know, all the the aches and pains of 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 being so athletic and physical, yeah. all that has come into play. And, and she's really gotten to kind of know mm. how to take care of herself in the health and fitness. And, and she does a great job. And that was how um, you and your wife met, was it like through performance? Oh, you'll get a kick out of this. No, okay. we met during a well, we met during a show. Yeah. Um, and the show was called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, I've heard of that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay, good. I have indeed, uh, yes. Okay, good. So yeah, so on our like at, when everyone always asks what, how we met, we always say we met at a whorehouse. <laughs> nice. So, um, but, but we were, we were matched up as dance partners for the show uh. and that, and that's how we met. And of course we, we didn't start dating till, till after I had to kind of wear her down a little bit. She was dating mm. some other, some other guy, but you know, it worked out for me. Right there. Right there. It worked out for me. And the surprise guest, the guy that you stole from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would be amazed, Andrew. I would <laughs> have yeah, to say I would. That be would be crazy. That would be unreal. <laughs> if, if we were so, able to find this guy, I'd be like, right, this is going to be the most awkward interview in the world. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, it, if if you were to pull that off, it'd be so funny because I, I would have questions, actually, because uh, he, he 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 bowed out pretty quickly. You know, I mean, there was he, you know, he like ghosted out. You know, I don't know if, if I. I was, you know, all my five foot six, you know, threatening self, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So my wife introduced uh, one of her students that she was teaching, uh, one of the, her adult students. Uh, they always have a, a New Year's Eve party. And she goes, you know, they invited us over. And so she's like, this really interesting uh, who've become dear friends of ours. Yeah. Um, say, oh, they've invited us to their party. And so I go, okay. And so we, I went over, we had a great time. Her husband and I kind of hit it off. And so we just started kind of hanging out more and more and more. And they were very life of the party type people, but appreciated the arts and very, mm. we're all very geeky and nerdy, you know? Yes. Like I'm, I'm a large kid. I, I still, I still get into the, all the comic book stuff and Marvel and, you know, I love the Muppets and, you know, Legos dude, and things like that. Dude, so will you my- marry me? <laughs> well, I, I'll, so- I'll go Mormon. I'll take another one for you. <laughs> so I'm a 39-year-old child. <laughs> so, hey, but I'm, he, th- I'm 34. Similar. It's fine. There you go. It's awesome. Like, I say back to having kids because my boys are three, they're uh, twins, and they're watching the new Muppet Babies on Disney+. Plus. Oh, I yeah, lo- yeah. I love it, man. 
that's, that, I that's bet. fucking that's awesome. But see, at brilliant. least you have a reason. At least you have a reason to watch it. Like I own Disney Plus for myself. We have no kids. <laughs> and my hey, wife doesn't watch content. it. I watch it. There's still good content. <laughs> Disney Plus. Great man. content. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big Star Wars geek, but yeah. So my, oh man. Yeah, Thank I'm you. A, Thank I'm, you. I'm a big Star Wars geek. So yeah. So I oh, love yes. all that. I, I can't wait for the uh the book of Boba Fett uh uh, to um, watch that, I have I haven't had time to be able to sit down and, and really to watch that yet. So yeah, the only um, one ha- uh, the only one I've not seen is the Mandalorian, and it's because I knew we had to watch Clone Wars and Rebels first to get some of the Easter eggs and the surprises. Oh, okay, okay. I don't so, want to I don't want to spoil any of that for oh, you. Oh, the internet right? spoiled that a long time ago. I just get oh. it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what the internet's good for these days. Yeah, yeah. And I seen <laughs> while well, I was like when the wee preview of the Obi Wan trailer dropped on uh, the uh, Disney Day, I was like. Uh, yeah. Okay. That cool. that's that's gonna be another great one. Um. Yeah. I, I'm. Um. <laughs> oh, now I'm. I'm. I think I'm blushing now. I'm like all like. Ooh, <laughs> I can't wait for it. Uh. No. I. I love all that kind of stuff. But I'm a large kid, and and so this guy that we met, he was kind of a similar kind of wavelength, and so we just connected. We had a lot of fun. So over the pandemic, we were sitting around drinking, having a good time. You know, one of our mm-hmm. many long nights of, of you know just having great conversation and continuing to have a bottomless glass, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, or not let the, you know, the drink touch the bottom. Yep. And we decided we should like, Hey, let's do a podcast. You know, it's, it's like most great ideas when you're hammered that come about, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, you know, as if you're smoking a joint, like, dude, we should totally open a Mac and cheese stand. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, <laughs> So it's like the best ideas ever come out at those times. Right. Yeah. And so we were having one of those and we're like, you know what? We should we should do a podcast. But we were actually serious about it. Mm. And he looked at me because I was like, we could just record what we're doing now. Mm. You know, we sit around. We have great conversations, relative banter, share stories, you know, talk about things that are going on in the, in the world. So it's it's really about us and, and to show that people can still sit down and, and have conversations. Yeah. Right. It, and so, you know, we're like, well, what would we call it? And so I don't know. I, like, I don't know. And, you know, we, t- we always joked about how we used to come in when we, our parents, friends growing up used to just show up at our houses and walk mm. through the back door. Right. They, they the doors were never locked. Yeah. Like, th- these days, apparently it's, it's, it's a lot different, right. For a lot of people, like everything's like locked camera on, you know, you got to, you go through like three different security codes and, and an x-ray mm. machine before you come into someone's home. And um, we, we just always had a neighbor that would walk through our back door, you know, and, <laughs> and that was always an uncle or aunt of yeah. some kind. It's like a friend of the family. Oh, it, it, yeah. It's, it's uncle mm. Stanley. And I mean, when you grow up, you're like, wait a minute, he wasn't really my uncle. Like, why did I call him <laughs> that? You know, you know, so we, we had, he, uh, you know, he had similar conversations because his family is from, and he was from, uh, uh, Connecticut up north. Mm. Uh, and so so we had very it was funny that we had these these similar talks. And so we said, you know, let's call it neighbors don't knock. Because, you know, the best neighbors that you want to come to walk in are like family, yeah, you know, definitely. and you just have those conversations. So we started the podcast. It's called neighbors don't knock. You know, mm. we drop episodes every Friday. Mm. We have guests typically every other week. We'll have a, a, a guest from uh, around the U.S. right now, but we have global listeners. And, you know, so we're, we're willing and looking to branch out for any international guests. So if you're interested in, in being on the guests, we've had people from, you know, aviator uh, instructors and, and pilots to uh, nice. stand-up, stand-up comedians, race car drivers, uh, uh, top award-winning chefs, um, you know, movie producers, wow. you know, 
we've had uh, we had a paranormal investigator for our Halloween episode. So and it's really given us a really unique perspective of learning about expanding our neighborhood. So yeah. that has kind of been the or the the, the grasping point for our show. Mm-hmm. We're expanding our neighborhood because our neighbors are not just living next door to us. Yeah. And I think it's a really neat way, especially these days, like you and I would. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that you and I would be talking mm-hmm. right now, 20, 10, let's just say not even 20 years or 10 years ago, right? Yeah. The way that we're talking. No, so it's just, not. it's amazing that that's happened. And so, you know, to be able to share and get to know different people, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's, it's like an adult version of Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And I go, yeah, <laughs> that's, it's great. Yeah. We just pour drinks and we have that fun, Brilliant. but, but we drop episodes every Friday. We just, mm-hmm. uh, we just wrapped our season three up. Uh, and our mm-hmm. holiday episode so you uh, can nice one. check check those out but where our season four will be dropping i believe january 7th uh, yeah. i think uh, 2022 so we'll have season four uh coming out very very shortly uh and you know it's going to be great we already have a lineup of guests that is just amazing so we're really looking forward to it um but yeah i we love the podcast we love doing it um mm. and and you know kind of like you it's, it's great we love getting to know people now, considering like the lineup of guests that you've had already, I'm really, really sorry you're slumming it with me tonight, man. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, no way, no way. I, I'm really I, when you when you uh, contacted me, I was like, you know what? I, this would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I loved it, and I was just like, I, I hope I'm the right fit for your show, and, and I just I really appreciate it because regardless of how this goes uh, for those four listeners, and I'm sorry if you uh, lose five, them, five, five, come on, five, come sorry, on. five, sorry, I don't. <laughs> But I, well, it'll be four oh, after, after the episode. Poor Mark, I'm gonna have to go and say, uh, sorry, buddy, we, we missed you out in that one. But you're, we're, yeah. we're thinking of you. Yeah. Hurts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like if you're gonna send me a copy, like it didn't air, but <laughs> we're gonna pay, we're gonna keep it in the archives just in but, case we <laughs> we in, need an episode. In fairness, <laughs> I've already had the censors on my ass. <laughs> oh but, really <laughs> yeah one of the ep- episodes like in uh, the final segment what they looked at it and they were like you know like, andrew you can't air that and i was like why not they're like you can't air it because the things that you're talking about you can get done for that and i'm like what well, i'm not like saying anything like dodgy i'm just well just talking about an experience that happens like yeah but you can't say it and i was like all right well i'll cut it but i'm not happy about it uh, and then, then is, that, was, is, is that regulations through uh through the scottish government no it was just i was going through like um just as the channel was starting to grow i was getting an, a, an audit done because i just wanted to make sure that none of my content really was stepping over that line but because uh, i always put like the the warning just in case for you know saying strong language adult themes just in case anybody what stupidly decides to let, let their kid listen it and goes what's a ball bag yeah, gingers are a wild card, man. You, we you guys are. are wild. Gingers are a wild card, and I know quite a few. And, and you, yeah. they're they're awesome. I love them. I love them to death. But you, but it, when they do something unexpected, I'm like, you know what? That that's a that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense. But yeah, so they were just doing a lot audit of it, and then, and it was just like, you know, like you can't you can't say what you said on that one. I was like, have you listened to the next two episodes? It gets worse. You went, oh, they were. F- <laughs> They're like, they're like, they're like, no, no, they were fine. They were fine, man. It's just that specific bit. And I'm like, motherfucker, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I put a very, very, 
due to sensors, we've had to we've had to stop this. Da, 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 and like, At least uh, you don't have your mother listening. Uh, my mom does listen. Oh, does she? Okay. My yeah, mother I think she, actually I think she stopped now. <laughs> oh, did she stop? Okay. See, yeah. mine will continue to listen, but we get we get feedback. It's like, you know, it'd be great. I mean, it, the episode's great. It's great. But, you know, do you have to swear? Yes. <laughs> yes, my mom is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Well, mom, if you're asking this right now, I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm not dropping F-bombs all the time, but, you know, yeah. the next episode, my partner goes, well, what the fuck? We should do this. So fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> like drop yeah. like four, four F-bombs like right in a row and then goes, oh, yeah. well, uh, hi, Mrs. Hi, Mrs. Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't drop. I, I swear like a trooper, but I don't drop the C-bomb. That, that one is the one that I might not. I try and avoid that. And if anybody does say it, I'm like, OK, I'll just I'll, I'll maybe cut that. It's the only time I would really do an edit. But it's uh, one of my mom says, well, we didn't we didn't raise you like that. And I'm like, I know. But life, but life got in the way. <laughs> it just, it just needed it. It just needed yeah. it sometimes. It's well, and for, for us, when you're drinking too, you know, yeah. we drink during our show. Not now. We, we're not. We're just for people that listen to our show. We're not belligerent yeah. at all. We, but we're not drunk. But uh, but we just we go to Texas. Go to the Texas stereotype, there, man. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah there we, you go. Exactly <laughs> right. You know, and sometimes it's some, some of the words just get away. You know, yeah, but that's definitely. okay. Definitely, man. There's nothing. I think it's. Remember when you were a kid and something happened? Like, for example, like if you like you skinned your knee or whatever, you would cry because you couldn't articulate how you really felt about it. Then, as you get older, you go, "Oh, you fucking bastard!" You. Well, like you swear because that's the way of getting out without crying. That's just how. We know that you're, you're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, hopefully if my wife hears this, uh, she won't hate me for this. You know, she I, I joke with her about this, that she has, you know, a bad case of Tourette's every time she stubs her, <laughs> stubs her toe or something, you know, yeah. because I, she doesn't swear very often at all. Mm. And unless she's extremely mad at me <laughs> for mm. one um, or she, you know, like hurts herself for like really bad or stubs her toe. And then it's like, yeah. fuck, ah, shit, blah, blah. you know, it's, it's like all of a sudden, yeah. like, like it's like, whoa, what sailor just came to port right now? You know, <laughs> it's <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Like instantly, it's like it's like yeah. a line of words that just that's all in one sentence. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, what would you do? Yeah, it's like it's like uh, I don't often. I, I try not to swear around, around my kids. I don't I don't swear around my family. Like I'm usually really respectful at the times I uh, swear are podcast or my friends because I feel more like relaxed and sociable. Now my wife, she grew up on a farm. Well, so she has a lot of swearing in her back locker. Well, uh, so, okay. Yeah, a lot of swearing. Well, but it's still one of those ones that I'm like, wow, that came out of you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is funny how we look yeah. at each other differently sometimes mm -hmm. when when it's something out of the out of the norm right it yeah kind of you know and, and it's always it's always fun because people will um it, it get you get to know someone a little bit differently mm. uh when when they let that that side of them slip out a little bit yeah and, and i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i, I think it's i think it can be a good thing it can yeah. be scary a little bit if you're not prepared for it yeah yeah but uh but but i think it's it's just who we are and i think we put up so many walls sometimes mm -hmm. 
And when those break down with traumatic experiences and things like that, you get to see a different side of, of people. It's, it's, it's like watching someone in a crisis. You, yeah. you can really tell a lot about somebody the way they are when they're thrown into a situation like that. Mm. Well, and also like, well, back to the, the, the swear and what, if someone's comfortable enough to just let them rip, I'm like, okay, I know you're comfortable around me to actually, you know, speak your truth, you the way that you speak. What, whereas if someone's more kind of, what, very polite and very kind of reserved, you know that, that something isn't right there. Like you're just, what, you're not like, you're not letting loose kind of way. But whereas I'm just like, once I've known something, I'm like, all right, you motherfuckers, what's up, man? How you getting? Well, and just kind of, you, like, you feel more free. But when I start off with people, I'm more like, hey, nice to meet you. What? And just sussing them out, make sure that I'm okay with, can I swear, can I not swear? And if I know them off, I'm just like, ah, screw it. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend to be, of course, being an actor, I tend to not be the quiet one in the crowd. Mm. But I'm also not the loudest one in the crowd. I'm not one of those. Yeah, I always um, find that when I was doing acting, being the quiet one actually worked to my advantage because no one expected the stuff that I would be able to do. Oh, I think it's brilliant. I think mm. it's great because because I, I love seeing that. And, and especially when I work with different people, uh, yeah. you know, acting as well, when they get up and, and you just all of a sudden see this amazing character or scene or, or something just happen on stage, you know, and you're like, wow. I never knew that it just it energizes you in, in such a way. Um, I, I, I love I love that. I love getting to know different actors because, mm -hmm. again, everyone always assumes that all actors I say everyone. But there's there's a large portion of people out there that assume that just because you're an actor, that you're loud, you're, you know, selfish, you, mm -hmm. you know, crave the spotlight all the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying there aren't people like that. And. I'm not saying that I don't love being on stage and, and mm. if there's a spotlight up there, I'm not going to be like shying away from it. Yeah. But, you know, but there's not, we're not all selfish, you know, people that just like we're, we're in it for the money and, and to be famous and, and this and that. And, you know, I, I guarantee there's a lot, most people here, like hearing this interview are like, who is this guy? <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, I, I, I act for a living and, and I, I'm okay with that. I, I love working with the companies and people that I, I work with and, and mm. it's great. It's a profession. It's a craft. I want to be a part of, I don't have to be, you know, an A-lister Hollywood person mm -hmm. to feel I have a successful career. Yeah. You know? and, and I think that's another myth that gets debunked with a lot of people you don't have to be in New York or LA to be a successful actor. Mm -hmm. You know, you can work as an actor almost anywhere in the world. You know, you just have to have that drive. Yeah, definitely. Man. Well, and for anybody that uh, was like, well, who is this guy? Well, he has been the brilliant Brian Chambers, like he has his own podcasts well, and he has, he's involved in a couple of theater companies from what I did in this Facebook stalking. But, uh, <laughs> that's well, okay that's normal now that's normal yeah, yeah but Face people people say it, just say it's research i just call it as a facebook stock that's what i do <laughs> but tell them about some of the, uh, the companies that you're working with and some of the projects that you've either done or you're planning on doing for 2022 uh some of the companies that i've worked with mostly local uh to houston here mm -hmm. in in texas um, I just finished up a, a show, a Christmas show called uh, Little House Christmas. It's based on the Laura Engel books, uh, Little House on the Prairie. 
Nice. So I, I played. Uh, yeah, that was really a, I love doing shows like that uh, mm. based on books, because a lot of times the characters you get to play are derived from real are real people. Yeah. Uh, and so it just it gives another layer of what you need to research and do when, when taking on that character. Um, and it was a, a, a really beautiful story, family uh, show and, and loved it. You know, I'm I'm working on um, I have a couple shows coming up. Uh, this spring, I can't specifically announce them, but they will be on my on my website. Uh, eventually, you can go to brianchambersactor.com uh, to get more information on that. But I am going to be directing a couple shows as well uh, coming up. And of course, you know, the podcast will be rolling. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited for for uh, 2022. And we're looking at the end of the year to I'm looking to be directing a brand new musical. Oh, nice. Uh, world premiere actually that will be uh debuting next fall or Mm -hmm. i guess 2022 fall Mm -hmm. um so and so a lot of exciting things coming up but again for the the most recent updates uh for what's going on just go to brianchambersactor.com nice one well we'll definitely be checking it out and i'll give it as much plug in as i can but i would say normally we're caught in time but we have overshot the mark well majorly but in fairness it's been some blast talking to you, man. Like it just, well, it's it just feels like you're just sitting in the room with me, and we're just having like the same kind of banter that you'd have in your podcast. I think like, it's just been so free and easy. You're a funny motherfucker, by the way, man. You're absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to take that one. You know, the, yeah. uh, as as an actor, you can never give me too many compliments. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> well, put put that in your reviews. Funny motherfucker, that mental gender show. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. Absolutely. I love that. Definitely. Um, just, just clip it, clip it. That's it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No, I really appreciate you having me on Andrew. I really, and, and you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, all there, everyone's like, well, you know, I'm doing a podcast, but there's, there is stuff out there for everybody. And, and I mm-hmm. think that what you're offering out there is just as important as what we're offering out there. Um, it's of course not for everybody, that's yeah. the, that's the that's the beauty of, of podcasting and and things like that. Uh, but you're out there and and you're putting something and a piece of you out there, you know, for others to connect with, uh, like you and I never would have connected. Yeah. I've had a blast talking with you. Um, so I want to thank you. So and, and keep doing what you're doing. No, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Well, and just all the guests I've had on, what well, I've been absolutely brilliant. Like they've just they've just rolled with my insanity. And some of them have went, oh, that's quite interesting. Some of them have just went, oh. so i'll round off your kind of section with the uh, question to ask all my listeners because i do like to try and tie it into the mental health aspects if you could give one piece of advice to anybody that was struggling with mental health issues at this precise moment in time what would that piece of advice be and why for um, well first of all mental health is is a real it's real and uh, it's not anything that we should sneer at or ignore or you know brush off. So if you find yourself that you're struggling and and whether it's depression or you know what some kind of mental health issue that you have, I would seek out somebody. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of there's people you can call, but I would seek out first of all, I would seek out a friend to let someone know if you can. Um, that's usually the hardest thing is to let somebody know that you're struggling mentally. Right. And in, I guess this is more of a plea to people around you. If you notice somebody 
that you feel is struggling, you know, asking and talking to them can be honestly the biggest help because they may not know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, But my biggest thing for anyone that is struggling is to take a deep breath, know that you're not alone. There are many of us out here that are struggling with mental health and and it's you you are not someone that should be ignored and if you just open up to somebody doesn't matter who it is find someone that you can open up to and share that will be the best first step that you can that you can make you know and, and in my opinion and now i'm not someone who's ever personally struggled with mental health but i have had people um and worked with people that have had to deal with a lot of depression and, and mental issues, um, especially working in an industry like acting, where mm-hmm. it's really you get rejected a lot and you get beaten down. And you know, there there's a lot of roadblocks and, and life throws a lot of curveballs at us. And and we can't ever ever know what every angle is going to be or what every situation is going to be. We don't always know how to handle it the best way, or we don't know what life's going to throw at us. Yeah, And you never know. It could be you and being sensitive to somebody with who is struggling with a mental health issue is also important for those of you that are listening out there. But, you know, I, I just recommend trying to open up to somebody that you can trust, you know, trying to take a step and just letting them know that, Hey, I am struggling today. Yeah. You know, you may not need to, they may not need to do anything. Sometimes it's, it's kind of like if someone just walked up to you just to say hello, you know, the power of being seen does so much for us. Just for someone to say, Hey, how are you doing? Is sometimes so profoundly important to somebody because it's saying, I see you, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're not just this blob in a crowd, right? You are someone who matters. To yeah. somebody, so I, I think that's really important. So that would be my my advice. Oh, definitely some sound advice there, man. I really appreciate you, what coming on and what and just just being you, man. What what your your sound as what which is one of the highest compliments a Scots can give. Sound as oh. Andrew Darling. Oh, is that well? I appreciate that yeah. coming from a tr- from coming from a true Scot. You're you're yeah. probably the uh, the first true Scot that I have ever met. So, oh, like, well, so I love that. Well, I'll uh, brief you on this just now. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually a real pussy. <laughs> but so yeah, you, you, you I can love find, it. Hey, you can find better Scots. It. You can find them. <laughs> right. So we come to Texas's favorite segment. It is Ask Andrew Anything. And for the regular listeners, this is where, after me grilling the guest for fifty minutes and thirty-two seconds, according to my stopwatch. I get them to ask me a question. It could be something as ridiculous as who would win the fight between the Incredible Hulk and Darkseid to something really mundane like who is your favorite Paw Patrol dog? So, ah, okay. Now, see, now with, I didn't know you were going to throw Paw Patrol out there. Mm, so now, now, I have to, now I have to really think about that. But, uh, you know, since we, we brought up and I saw you light up when we talked about Star Wars, mm. who would be the, who would be, a Star Wars character who would you could see changing sides from dark side from the Ooh. dark side to the Jedi. That one that's maybe that at this current moment in time, well, in the canon is already dark side. 
Yes. Like who right. would you see? Who could you see going from villain to hero in the Star Wars world? Oh, it's a very interesting question because there are so many different sides to Star Wars. Uh, and I have to be honest, that the ones that do turn to the light side, I don't like them when they do. <laughs> well, I mean, for the prime example is uh, Kylo Ren. Well, well, obviously there was a lot of cluster fucks with, the, with that trilogy, but well, yeah. when, when the thing I applauded Last Jedi for it was that it had the balls to just say, this guy's going to be evil. Deal with it. And then they totally retcon that in the next one and give him the whole kind of redemptive arc. And I thought, that's bullshit, man. But <laughs> it's like, if someone goes down that bad a road, you want to just see them just go for it. But I know it's the whole thing of everybody can be redeemed, but people are dicks. What, yeah. and what, what, pe- people are dicks and sometimes you have to learn guys and, and that's what you know what that's what well, Obi should have said to anakin yeah you're a dick you're a dick yeah it's like stop being a dick you dick because sometimes <laughs> you're very eloquent <laughs> yeah. uh, but if there's one person you know, that i could see going light side uh i would say grand admiral thrawn Interesting from Star Wars Rebels, he yeah, does okay because his kind of compass with everything that, you've, that I've watched from him in Rebels, he's well, there is no bullshit with him, he's just very much this is my job, I've got to do it. And he kind of reminds me of, um, did you ever watch Star Trek The Next Generation? Or any Star Trek. I was I was not a I was not a Trekkie. Uh, yeah, my mm. wife is a Trekkie actually. I'm I'm not a Trekkie. Uh, well, you can uh, clarify this with your wife, but um, it reminds me of a Cardassian, and they are kind of ones that wherever the wind blows, they'll switch the side to accommodate, like to make sure that you know they kind of keep going and they survive. So Thrawn, what if uh, everything was going downhill on that side? I would see him flipping and just being like, right, this is going to benefit me. This is in my interests. I will carry on. I will go into this side until the wind blows and then I'll jump back. Well, okay. and, he, and he can, because he's got that very, he's very calm. He's reassured. He knows what he's going to do. He knows how he's going to do it. He could, he could turn anybody like, to fit his will. But, okay. And, and he's the hero. I, he's the hero of his own story. Like, like every kind of good villain should be. Well, I, I love that. I love that you that you mentioned that, which is great. But mm. I feel like I let you off too easy with the Star Wars question. So I'm going to make this one a little harder. I'm going to say, uh, oh, I'm get rather, a doubler. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give a double. Would you rather yeah. bungee, bungee jump or skydive? Uh, skydive. Yeah. Ah. I think because I think I remember watching the bungee jump in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> what? Well, and oh, that uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Hillary's, Hillary's yeah. uh, Brian yeah, Mitchell, Trevor, played it. Trevor, yeah, yeah, well, uh, you marry squat. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, what, that's what's ringing through your head now. Every day, <laughs> it's not just that, it's the bit that you never, never saw. I don't think that he just went slam and that was it. If that's a proper bungee cord, he could have, he should have let bounced up so you'd get several hits. But, but it's just like bang, I'm dead. Bang, you're really pushing it now. Bang, okay, leave him be. Bang, oh, he's going to a bad horror. It's a bad horror movie yeah. now. Yeah, it's like 
It's like C-rated saw. <laughs> but he just, and then it's not, it's like, yeah, you might just well just put them in the mince and potatoes for dinner the night. There's nothing there. Well, wow. but, but, but with skydiving, well, um, if, got, if something happened with the parachute, it's kind of like when, uh, if, you ju- well, if you're like jumping out of a building or whatever, what, before you get oh. to the before you get to the ground, like you're, oh, like base, you're all, base jumping, base yeah. jumping. It's like before you get to the ground, you're already like you're like shit. I'm gonna die, what? and you basically <laughs> have a heart attack on the way down. So you're already dead before you hit the ground. Well, I would, right. I would I would rather die in midair, what, and not have it then just been like oh god I can see this and then just having this sheer force of it all just ah. So you, you prefer prefer not to see it coming, not to see it coming. Nah, kind of like everything was. I'd rather not see it come. I mean, it's okay. quite it's quite ironic that I went back to that because in the last episode, uh, my guest asked me, uh, "What's your biggest fear?" And I was like, "You know, death is my, is my biggest fear." Well, again, yeah, I'm going. If this is the way that I want to go, out of those two choices, I definitely would take the skydive. Again, I was watching a. Uh, it was a show that was on years ago. It was called uh, Vegas. James Can was in it. It was uh, basically oh, James yeah. James Cannon ran a casino in Vegas. Well, and it was this guy, he was dying of cancer and he wanted, uh, it was like he's had what, somebody that he dated in high school basically to give him one last bone before he died. Well, and she was like, no, no. Well, so they all went, um, like, he just wanted to go skydiving and then he just goes, see you guys, flings off his vest, straight out the, straight out, out the plane. And they're like, no. And it was like, <laughs> they're like, that was such a baller move, man. He's just like, I'm not getting my hole. Catch you. Whee! 50,000 feet. <laughs> oh, so, James Khan. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't James Khan that flung himself out the window, but at the same time, I could see him doing that. But the difference is I could see him landing and the ground dying. Well, okay, yeah. Well, James Khan just, just hits the ground with his chin and the entire world just splits. Yeah. That's that's possibility. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was it was just like if like Chuck. It's just the whole memes of Chuck Norris. James Can's also got that Chuck Norris vibe about. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like I feel like uh, Sylvester Stallone has more of a Chuck Norris feel than than James Con though. Mm-hmm. I I think yeah. the older that the older that he gets, I mean, especially because they keep making Rambo movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's like Harrison Ford. They're they're not going to let the man stop making Indiana Jones movies until yeah. until he's absolutely gone off this this earth. Yeah, but I think I think this one's going to be the one where to go as he's on a streak of killing off his characters. So, so well, maybe he's just accepting his fate and he's like, right, but I don't want these other characters to die because what? Who's next? I mean, will it be the president for Air Force One? Don't, don't kill that guy off, man. That president was awesome. Get off my plane. Boom. <laughs> well, and if you kill all these characters off, then he might die. Don't do that. I remember watching the first Godfather film and literally the week after I watched it, Marlon Brando died. And so I didn't watch Godfather 3 for about 10 years because I knew Al Pacino's character died in it. And I was like, I don't want Al Pacino to die. I ain't, I ain't watching this. <laughs> I well, personally, I, the, the second one was the best one, in my was, opinion. Second one's my favorite film of all time. It's absolutely brilliant. Just sensational acting. What well, and well, that was obviously Al Pacino. What well, and he's just before he was hitting the chew in the wall kind of acting. He was just on the cusp of it, but he was using it to the right way. 
obviously the introduction properly for Robert De Niro and him getting the best supporting Oscar. It's Diane Keaton, Robert Duvall, that end scene with them all that was meant to be in the first Godfather movie, but they kept it for the second. It was just, it was so refreshing seeing them all together again. It's such a smart directing choice by Francis Ford Coppola. And then he had to fuck it by doing the third one. Well, at the yeah. same, but at the same time, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like any of these franchises when, you know, they're successful. You know, Indian, speaking of me, we mentioned Indiana Jones, you know? Oh, I, I, yeah. In fact, the third one was my, or is, not was, is my favorite. Mm. Not any of these more recent ones that they've done, but The Last Crusade mm. where they, you know, the Holy Grail stuff. You know, yeah. I, I with Sean Connery, I'm the brilliant, brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I actually thought it was better than the other two. Uh, yeah. And they, and I was like, when you get a hit on a third movie, it's like, Stop. Definitely. Stop. Why do we need to keep going? Definitely. We'll, we'll just, you know, it's like, like it's, it. we don't need more back to the futures right now. We, I no. mean, <laughs> you know, we no. don't need to. We've already we passed. To... We've passed that yeah. future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that future was, was going on seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. The flux capacitor is dead, my friend. The flux no. capacitor, the size is totally <laughs> fucked with that. But that's another story for another day. That's, that's yeah. when we, uh, well, I need to like, crack open a non-alcoholic beer you crack open a blunt we'll get all your guys for the podcast right now but like right you thought you had interest conversation before wait till this judge motherfucker shows up yeah <laughs> yeah we'll get this party <laughs> up to 88 miles an hour guys <laughs> uh-huh. well, no, we're, going, we're going higher we're 89 we're 89 <laughs> 89 it's 21st century buddy <laughs> 89 miles an hour we've got to do it there we go that's right <laughs> And this is an absolute blast. Oh, I always have such a great time with my guests because we just all, I always seem to hit home runs with them. And you're just another one. You've knocked it, not just out of the park, you've knocked it out of Earth. It's heading for Mars. Well, it's going to colonize Mars from how good this podcast has been. Thank you so much, man. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed your time, mate. It's been, yeah, it's been great. No problem. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate you taking time, man. It's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Well, until next time, my friends, well, I have been Andrew Durning. This has been Brian Chambers. Check him out at brianchambers.com. Uh, Brian, Chamber, Brian Chambers, actor.com. Or you can check out our podcast, uh, neighborsdon'tknock.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. You get them on all the podcasty sites, I, I assume? Yes, yeah, pretty much. But if you type in neighbors don't knock, you should be able to find us. That's good. Well, and anybody in the Houston area, come on. Well, get this man signed up to a pro contract, man. But if you don't heard how <laughs> fucking good he is after this, man, we, what are you doing? Why are you wasting hey, your hey, life? I'll, I'll, come to, I'll come to Scotland for a gig. We'll, we'll, I'll come over there and we'll work. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. To all my Scottish friends, hit Brian Chambers up. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Get, get some of my, my previous guests from the industry what, what, from America. Bring them all over. We'll just have like one massive jam session and just go nuts. Sounds like a sounds like a party. Sounds like my yeah. kind of party. We will rip Coat Bridge a new arsehole, my friend. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. So until next time, my five faithful followers, take care, stay safe. Bye bye.